We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good evening, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to another edition here of the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hour, all presented to you by rotogrinders.com. You should know us by now. I am Dan Bach alongside uh, the Lee Twins. We've got Austin. We've got John. They are of the Football Guys. I am Dan Bach of the Rotogrinders. And we're here to talk you through this week eight. It's a weird looking week. Uh, John, you know, I don't know. You know, we talk a lot about uh, the week itself, but man, this one is this one is like I feel I, I actually feel zero passion towards this week of daily fantasy football. I'm gonna go out and say it. I'm not feeling the passion this week. Maybe I'll get it after tonight, but I'm not feeling it right now. You know, uh, my first pass is very similar, Dan. I'll be honest with you. I, I actually didn't think of it in the way that you did. I Maybe I'm not so pessimistic. Maybe I'm a glass half full type of guy, but I will say that I'm not overly excited about the way this slate is looking. There are six, six teams on by. We've got a, we got a London game in the morning that we can't really play. We've got a Thursday game. We've got a Sunday night game on DraftKings we can't play. And of course we have the, uh, the Monday night game. So it really limits with regards to playing on DraftKings. I think we're down to nine. FanDuel, hey, we get that extra game on uh, Sunday night, but this week it's really not even that attractive of a game uh, from a fantasy perspective. I think a real football fan would love that game. Um, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you, especially coming off of last week, because I thought last week was a really interesting slate for any number of reasons, but uh, we can't just take the, the week off if we don't like it, right? No, we can't. That's unfortunately not the way it works. Uh, Austin, he is uh, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm excited about uh, Halloween coming up less than a week away. 
Uh, so, you know, if you don't like the DFS slate, you've always got a bunch of candy to eat. Well, I, I was going to say, I feel like we're getting robbed here because if there's any show on our platform and we got a gazillion of them that would like clearly do something Halloween themed, it would be this one. But here's the problem. Like it's a, it's like what two, it's like we're a day too late. Like we can't do Halloween yet. It's way too early for it, but we can't do it on next week's show because it's the day after Halloween. So I feel like we're totally getting screwed out of like having a fun dressed up Halloween type show. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I could wear a goofy wig the whole show if that would make you feel better. It feels like you need a bit of a pick-me-up, Dan. I could just wear a weird wig the whole time. You know, I don't know what it is. You're right. I, it's like curmudgeon for me yeah. today. Um, Give me a second. Let me but, get something here. Uh, okay. Well, and, 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 <laughs> and the good news is, though, of course, that, you know, not Austin. Yeah. W- w- <laughs> there we go. There we go. Why, where was that? Now? You feeling it now? Where was where was that for the Bohemian Rhapsody two years ago? You know, yeah, it, here's the thing: I ordered it two years ago, and it just came in the mail yesterday. It, it got lost <laughs> somewhere. Well, that's good karma for me because that means that next week you're going to take the stroll down losers lane. Before we get to John's performance this week, uh, let's quickly tell you about what we got going on at Football Guys and Roto Grinders. I'll start at RG. Uh, if you haven't checked out our results DB, this is really a fun tool that we've got that actually gets started um, um, immediately once games lock. And basically what we do is we take the .csv and we parse everything out. So you can search tip and pick and see what you know exposure of players he's got in certain lineups or you can certain, you, or, uh, in, in certain tournaments. And you can do the same with me. And you can see all the ownership for the field for the games that's locked. And it's pretty cool. You can even search, like, specific combinations. If you want to see how many people have a particular stack, you can put that in there. So check that out. Results DB over at Roto-Grinders. Free tool for you. And Austin, uh, we're at the near midway point. And you guys decided, you know what, we're going to get a little deal to the peeps over at uh, Football Guys. Yeah, yeah, we lowered our price of our uh, DFS package from $45 to $35. So you get all of the site content for the rest of the season for $35. And it includes about 20 articles and a bunch of tools, a bunch of DFS tools each week. And it also includes Dynasty and IDP and all kinds of season-long stuff if you're into that. And uh, I'm just going to see how long I can last with this wig before it annoys you guys so much you ask me to take it off. I mean, I'm just waiting for you to belt out some, you know, Van Halen, because that's a little Sammy Hagar-ish. I think he looks like Sammy Hagar. Uh, All right, let's get to, uh, let's not bury the lead, and that's not week eight this week for me. It's uh, Loser's Lane for our very own tip and pick. And John, uh, you know, we've had some blowouts and these losers lanes this week kind of came down to the end, did it not? Yes, it came down to the ends. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that it was actually an interesting week because a lot of times I kind of know uh, who the other person has. And this time we, we all had some, uh, you know, Austin and I both had three or four players headed into the last game, wasn't quite sure. I make that long story short. I just stuck with my guns and and played the ones I had because I, I didn't want to outsmart myself uh, 
you know, in poor damn box, so to speak, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it all came down to Jimmy Graham. And uh, Jimmy Graham dropped a touchdown in the end zone that uh, would have been the difference maker for me. Tonight, uh, Austin would have been uh, performing rather than me. But unfortunately, he did not pull through for me. And so uh, that was the uh, the impetus, the, uh, the the inspiration for my rendition on Loser's Lane this evening. Well, I love it. Um, you did a spectacular job. Let's let all the people see it. And I'm not talking about the show or about the song, I'm talking about the mustache. John Lee takes a stroll down Loser's Lane. And you will find me on Loser's Lane. Cause I'm the week's loser. Yes, I'm the real loser. All you other big losers can hail the king. Loser. My lineups were dead for the night. When you add up all of those inches, it'll be the difference between winning and losing. This is why this show is like no other in fantasy sports. You don't find that anywhere else. Downtown of Seattle is known for traffic jams. And if you go down there, you better just beware of a man named Jimmy Graham. Jimmy's a hell of a receiver. You see, he stands about six foot six. Posing defenders, call him an overachiever. Hits him like a ton of bricks. And it's good, good Jimmy Graham. The goodest tied in the side of town. Gooder than sugar and spice. He got hands like a Jerry Rice. Jimmy scored a touchdown, and I need him to do it again. Cause I'm three points short, and I need to avoid humiliation of losers' lane. It's third and goal from the Giants' one. Excitement for Jimmy's fans. Russell gave him an end zone look on a button hook and he let it slip between his hands. And it's bad, bad Jimmy Graham. Worst tight end this side of town. Certainly not the gold. Hands like Sammy Coates. Bad, bad Jimmy Graham. Worst tight end this side of town. Certainly not the gold. Like Bravo, John. Bravo. Uh, very well done. Um, you might need to go and talk to your prop master a little bit <laughs> and get a little more stickum for that thing. But here's my question to you. Did you ever have a mustache? Because you're old. You're like, you're older <laughs> than me. And I, and I have a hunch, like at some point in time in your life, there was probably like in the eighties, like, Mustaches. Did you ever have a mustache? <laughs> no. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I haven't. You know, what happens is, uh, you know, actually starting next month, uh, no November, I never shave. Uh, and so I'll start growing in this. And then uh, <clears throat> I will wait until probably January or something to, to shave. And I always do something pretty unique. Uh, and I walk around the house that way, but I never go in public. I was gonna say our show is over by then, John. Yeah, Come yeah. on, we need to do it like uh, right around Christmas or something. Give me something, 
Give me some. At least, at least send a picture out on social media. That's the least all right. Uh, maybe I'll do that. But I'm tickled that you thought thought I could grow a mustache in the '80s. I, yeah, I'm old, but I'm not that old. I don't know. I I don't know. You <laughs> might. Be. Uh, all right. Let's get to this week eight, and uh, we always start with the injury update. And you know there are some injuries here. A lot, of, a handful of these are guys who are coming off of buys. Obviously, Carson Palmer with a broken arm. We'll see Drew Stanton have fun with that one. Uh, you might want to play uh, teams against the Cardinals on defense moving forward because he stinks. Uh, but Jay Cutler, Thursday night football, cracked ribs. Um, he is going to be out. Matt Moore, I think he's the better quarterback anyway, Austin. I mean, you're the Miami Dolphins guy here. And, uh, you know, again, this is just kind of part of this slate that just doesn't look overly enjoyable. Um, but I'm, Matt Moore's not a guy like I feel we want to like attack with a team defense or anything. No, I, I wouldn't go that far, especially with kind of how much disarray the Ravens are in uh, right now. But uh, as a Miami fan, I was actually kind of sad when they signed Jay Cutler. I was like, let's just go with Matt Moore. Like it can't, you know, get much worse. And, and then it did because Jay Cutler was our quarterback for a while. So, you know, he's not going to save the Dolphins this year, but uh, it should be a little bit better. In that same game, though, uh, Devontae Parker hadn't played the last two weeks, John. Questionable again. And uh, Kenny Stills has been excellent. I mean, he's been scoring touchdowns. He's been getting lots of targets. Um, I'm sure we've got a price bump on him this week. But if Parker would be out, do we have any interest in Stills on a week where there's not a lot of value at wide receiver? Like, when we talk about the value wide receivers, you're going to want to throw up a little it's pretty ugly so stills at least has performed admirably the last couple of weeks yeah but i mean he's performed against some teams that i i wouldn't necessarily <clears throat> consider as being uh you know juggernauts last week i think he had a pair of touchdowns against the jets he had nine targets last week um this week he goes up against the the baltimore ravens they've got the fourth best uh, dvoa pass defense in the league I think he's going to line up across from uh, Jimmy Smith, who's a pretty good cornerback uh, in his own right. And uh, the Dolphins, they have, what, a 17 points implied team total this week? It's just not a spot I want to go to go uh, chase those touchdowns coming off of that big week. So um, I think if, if you're going to play this game this week, it's, it's a good week to probably fade. Um, if you're playing the Thursday night slate, I would just pretty much stay away from it unless – Maybe on FanDuel, you want to grab one of those field goal kickers. Yeah, when in doubt, if you need the sweat, just grab a field goal kicker on Thursday yeah. night. I love that recommendation. Uh, I think the biggest kind of injury slash suspension news we really have this week is Marshawn Lynch. He's going to be out um, this game suspended uh, for one week. So Jalen Rashard, DeAndre Washington, these are the guys who represent – some of the greater value we have this week, John, at running back, but they also provide zero clarity on who is going to, you know, be the guy out of these two. How are you approaching it? And do you have a preference between the two? I really don't have a preference, to be honest, because, I mean, the game, if, if, if I knew kind of the game script, how it was going to play out, that would be a little bit more informative because, you know, DeAndre Washington kind of is a, the, the grinder, the pounder, and Jalen Richard is a guy who catches the ball out of the backfield, kind of the third down back. Uh, but it's a pretty close game in terms of uh, the, 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 uh, the Vegas spread. I think uh, Buffalo is a three-point favorite. So, you know, maybe that pushes you a little bit towards Richard. 
but I think this game could go either way. And so for that reason, it, it, it's really difficult to say, I think this guy's going to get more. I could see this game finishing a 50-50, 60-40 split either way. And, um, you know, again, we're talking about a, a fairly low implied team total, 21 points. Um, I'm staying away from it because uh, Buffalo's got a pretty good defense. There's number seventh against the, uh, the, 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 uh, the rush, and they're allowing 3.56 yards per carry on the ground this season to opposing running backs. It's just not a great spot to take advantage this week, unfortunately, even with the, uh, the, the Marshawn Lynch suspension. And west to east, one o'clock start. We always know yeah. those are miserable. And uh, for those teams out west, uh, I mean, I think they're still GPP viable, Austin, because they're cheap, especially on DraftKings, where you do have some PPR and you do have some tighter salaries. Like, I mean, good luck if you want to pay up at quarterback this week and like try and roster Ezekiel Elliott or something. Like, it, it's it, it's it's awful. It's I mean, it's really really hard to do. And I'm not you know, calling out DraftKings for making it too hard on me. I'm just saying you're going to have to take some chances somewhere. And I think in tournaments, uh, either of these two guys work. I would prefer Richard. What's your take on this? Because I think it's yeah. an important one. Yeah, I prefer Richard as well. And I feel like this is a tight week because I don't think there's a ton of injuries that impact the main slates on these sites, um, which I like. You know, I like having to make these tough calls. Um, but uh, I would take Richard in this matchup just because I think that Oakland's going to be playing from behind, especially. Okay. What happened? Okay. Weird. My camera's on and I see all of us. Zoom, on rotor grinders, though, we're not we're not live on rotor grinders. Hmm. We live.
so I don't think I could lay it out more clearly. That's pretty much the master plan for winning all the monies this week. Oh, we're, I, I'm sorry, everybody. You just missed out on that. Um, yeah. John, you and me, we're banking all, all the right. money. I was taking good notes, and I might put at least 20% of what Austin said into my article this Saturday. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's talk about a couple other situations here to look at. And you know what? I just love his name. Maybe because it's a juju on that beat. Yeah, juju on that beat. Yeah. Have you heard that song, Austin? Have you heard that one? I know John has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that song. Yeah, uh, you definitely Are you making don't, that up? Did you really know whatever he's talking about? Totally. It's a huge hit. Okay. It's a huge hit. And John's sitting there, you know, uh, swigging whiskey, listening to his country music. Well, we've got Kids Pop, Juju on that beat. Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster, this guy's been pretty impressive so far. And now we get the latest where Martavis Bryant, not only is he, you know, talking smack to teammates, now they, they got him down to the scout team, John. They said, your scout team, he's probably going to be inactive this week. But uh, I am on board with Juju in the leagues and the weeks, you know, in the places we can play him this week because of where that game lands. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, moving forward, Juju is a guy that we want to be watching. Um, this week, I'm not so sure. Um, he's still coming out of concussion protocol. I don't think he practiced today. Can you guys confirm, uh, either of you? I think he actually got cleared late in the day. I want to say okay. he has been verified playing this week. All yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I figured he would play. I don't I don't think that the uh, the Steelers would have deactivated Martavis Bryant without knowing that they had a legitimate wide receiver two against this game uh, against Detroit um, in Detroit this weekend on Sunday night. But uh, he should see plenty of um, of uh, Quandre Diggs, who, as Dan has pointed out in previous weeks, has been a much better uh, defender against the pass this season than he has been in years past. Uh, and uh, on the other side of the ball, Antonio Brown going to see some uh, shadow coverage from Darius Slay. This game in general is a game I think I will be fading for the most part outside of maybe some uh, some exposure to maybe Le'Veon Bell. But I think this is a slow-paced game. You've got a rested Detroit team um, that, that surely will be fired up at home. It's prime time game, um, you know, playing for everything. Uh, Juju is going to be in play, but I don't think this is the week we want to get him into our lineups. Yeah, I think he's still fine, especially on a week where there's not a lot of value. But again, you can't play him on the main slate on DraftKings for certain. That's one place you can't be playing him. Uh, all right, let's uh, move on to our chalk talk here, guys. We've got a lot of positions to uh, talk about. And We'll start at the quarterback position, Austin, where Carson Wentz has been incredible. 11 touchdowns over the last three weeks. That's going to get everybody's attention. And uh, he's 7,200 on, I believe, DraftKings, 7,900 over on FanDuel. But you look at where he ranks in terms of uh, compared to other quarterbacks, and he's one of the top guys over there on DraftKings. But on FanDuel, he's a little bit lower down that list. Uh, do you think he ends up being the chalk against San Francisco this week? I think he's definitely the chalk on FanDuel. I think the pricing on FanDuel just points you right to Carson Wentz as your cash play. Um, on DraftKings, I think you've got some more interesting pricing with some better possibilities, you know, other possibilities. 
Um, I'm also looking at Cam Newton, Kirk Cousins, who are a little cheaper to try to save some cash there. Um, and it's tricky to go 7,200 with Wentz when you've got Prescott at 7,300 and Brady at 7,600. You don't have to pay a whole lot more to get those two guys. Yeah, I think it's interesting, John. I'm, I'm kind of on board with that with that line of thinking where especially the tighter salaries on DraftKings, you know, there are some other cheaper options I think that we'll talk about here in just a minute that that I think work for your roster build a little bit better. But if you were going to, you know, if you didn't want to play Wentz on FanDuel, and I, I think he's a good play, okay? I really do. But also he's a real heavy favorite in this one. Who knows how much... He's going to be slinging it there in that second half. Is there any alternative to him on FanDuel? Because I, I think he's really going to be really chalky over there. Yeah, he definitely is going to be chalky. You know, looking at, at my notes here, I, I, I think that there's a couple guys you can look at. I think you could look at Russell Wilson, who's the same price. Uh, Wilson, 7,900, and he's going up against the, uh, the Houston Texans. Really strong up front. Uh, they will be without J.J. Watt, obviously, but they've been they've been stellar against the rush. But they've been decimated through the air, and uh, you know we are we already know what's going on in that backfield there in Seattle. There's not a whole lot to love, so this could be a situation where Russell Wilson just he does everything himself. You know he's scrambling. He can do some things with his legs. He'll be looking towards Doug Baldwin, who has a plus matchup in terms of personnel. I think that he's certainly in play if you want to if you want to pivot away from Wentz at that high ownership. And then uh, the other guy is Kirk Cousins. I mean, this game looks to be a shootout. They're going up against Dallas. And, uh, you know, Dallas is not necessarily uh, doesn't have a great secondary. And um, we know that Josh Doxson is, is um, you know, what we're seeing right now is Terrell Pryor's usage going down. Josh Doxson is finally getting healthy. They're, they're going to use him the way that they intended when they drafted him two years ago um i think this is a good situation for him as well so i think those three quarterbacks would be guys i'd be looking at and uh you know we could throw one more and maybe not for cash games but uh cam newton at 7800 is is equally attractive against a tampa bay secondary that has just allowed uh everybody to to plow through them this season and then over on DraftKings, um a big pricing gap here you know andy dalton on DraftKings looks highly attractive. I mean, he gets the Indianapolis Colts this week who just made Blake Bortles look, you know, beyond competent, look like a pro bowler this past week, threw the ball all around the field. And, you know, Dalton to AJ Green feels like the safest combo we could have, Austin, this week. And on FanDuel, I don't know if afford to go there, but on DraftKings, man, at 5,700, you know, that is a monster savings off of those top guys. And uh, I think, you know, what's our projection like 275 and, you know, put it at two and a half could get to three, but probably going to get to two. Yeah, exactly. At 5,700, you can't ignore that, especially on a tight week. And so I think you're going to see Dalton in a lot of cash lineups uh, this week on DraftKings just because that price feels a little too low. Uh, how about running back here, John? You know, Zeke was a monster last week. If you didn't have him, uh, you probably weren't winning a whole lot of money. Uh, just absolutely killed it. Can we go back to the well again? Uh, FanDuel, a little bit easier, I think, maybe than DraftKings. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's easier on FanDuel to do it than DraftKings. 
I mean, it, I, I think uh, if you're expecting three touchdowns again this week, you might you might be misinformed against uh, Washington, who has been much better against the uh, the rush. They're allowing uh, about three and a half yards per carry to opposing running backs this season. Uh, that's a little bit um, scary, even even for uh, Zeke and this uh, Cowboys offensive line. We know that Jason Garrett's going to feed him. We know he's going to get his opportunities. But uh, if, I, if I'm paying $9,000 for a running back this week, I'm going to drop down a little bit and look at LaShawn McCoy against the Oakland Raiders playing at home. He's getting just as much usage as, as Elliott, and there aren't a whole lot of other people, uh, personnel on that offense that are going to take looks away from him, and it's a much better matchup at a discount. So that's the way I, I think I'm going to be building my rosters this weekend. Yeah, and they've uh, they struggle in the DVOA department against, uh, I believe, receiving running backs as well. And we know that's where McCoy is certainly going to pick up a, a chunk of his fantasy points. Um, in the middle tier, we've got Mark Ingram, who's just been fine. Like, and I think he's a he's a he's an option for you, maybe on DraftKings. But that Chicago defense, I think, is pretty good though. Like, I don't think they're trash. And it's a home game though; they're big favorites. And the salary, he's playing like an 8K guy, and he's still in the 7K range. So I'll throw him out there. And then on the value side of things, we already talked about the guys from uh, Oakland, but could we trust Joe Mixon at all this week, Austin? Who Joe Mixon. Um, I feel like the Cincinnati coaching staff is sort of uh, playing games here and continues to sort of split the workload between their three running backs even though the fans sort of see Mixon as the answer at running back. So this is one of those coaching situations that I don't trust, even though the matchup and the price feels like the situation you want to play him in. I, I'm not a fan of Mixon this week. John, I think you are not a fan either. Is that accurate? That's accurate. I will, uh, I'll fill you in a, a bit more later in the show. Uh, however, I, I'm, I'm fairly off of, of Joe Mixon this week. But as well. where, where do we go for cheap running backs then? Where do we go? Because what about LeGarrette Blunt against no. San Francisco? Against San Francisco? No. They've allowed uh, the most normalized fantasy points to any running backs this season. Like they, they just ooze running back points. Let, let's, let's say this again. No. All right. um, I mean, I, I, I can't get behind it. Look at the numbers for him. The, he is just not a good running back. And uh, I, San I, Francisco's defense. I, I get it. it. I mean, our early ownership projections has him at 17 and a half percent on FanDuel. I hope he's at 17 and a half percent on FanDuel because the guy, the only, I mean, he could, I guess, fall into the end zone if they get on the one or two yard line. He has no skills. He has no skills anymore. Look at the yards per carry for him. He is dreadful. I I do not like or trust Laguerre Blunt even in even against you know the the worst defense out there. And maybe that's what he's facing this week. But uh, I'm against Laguerre Blunt. I'm going to veto that that pick. <laughs> John, you can override my veto though because you're you got to get your take. All right, so I, I will slightly override your pick because I do think it's an excellent matchup for him. And if they jump out to the lead that we think they should, they should win by, I mean, they're 13 point favorites. If they, if they jump out by 15 points early in this game, you know, they've got to feed like Blunt. Uh, that doesn't discount the value. Well, I mean, it doesn't discount the value of Wentz or Aguilar or any of the other players on this team. Um, but 
you know, maybe there's another person we can talk about here. And and you're well, probably let me just like, say one more thing real quick though is yeah, he's not even cheap enough. He's sixty one hundred on DraftKings, like or on FanDuel, excuse me, fifty one on DraftKings where there's no PPR and he's useless in that anyway. But sixty one hundred, that's not even like a gimme price tag. If he's sitting five K, maybe, but. I think I think that he's touchdown dependent. I'll, I'll grant you that. Um, and and the answer to your original question, Dan, is there probably isn't a whole lot of savings to be had at the running back position this week. We could have a similar discussion, and maybe we shouldn't waste time on it, but we could have a similar discussion surrounding Rob Kelly against the uh, the Cowboys' 31st ranked uh, DBOA rush defense this week. If uh, if Washington wants to keep this game close, they're going to try to uh, control the the time of possession against Dallas. And uh, I could see Rob Kelly having uh, a similar a similar type floor as uh, as Blunt, but for cash games, I don't think we do this. I think we we have to spend up on the guys we've already talked about. All right, let's get to wide receivers because we might have to go dumpster diving here because uh, I don't <laughs> want Legarrette Blunt in my freaking lineups this week. Um, and uh, but on the high end, we've got. AJ Green, we've got Julio Jones. You know, I think, I think on on DraftKings you can't play both. On FanDuel, you can probably play both, but then you're going to end up with a guy like Legarrette Blunt as one of your running backs uh, because there's no quarterback paydown. If there was a quarterback paydown, I'd be into it, but I'm not seeing one over on FanDuel this week. So we have to have a decision here. Um, I mean, is it clear for you, AJ Green over Julio? I mean, we saw. Jones finally get going a little bit, John, this, this past week. And the Jets, you know, far from, uh, you know, not a terrible defense by any standard, better than we expected, but, you know, not shut down by any measure. Well, I mean, I think for some of the reasons we've already talked about, the uh, I, I think AJ's the play this week against Indianapolis. Indianapolis, uh, I'm looking for the, 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 the numbers really quick on my sheet here. Uh, Indianapolis, the Colts, of course, I can't find it on the fly, but I know that they're one of – um, they're, they're allowing one of the highest um, points per game to wide receivers uh, normalized. And, and I see Austin shaking his head. Yes, because I know that uh, he's, he's the guy who, who kind of builds this tour, but there are football guys. Um, this is a great spot for AJ. Uh, and we already know that there are some questions there in the backfield about Mixon and Hill and Geo and what the, what, what everything's going to be in terms of the, the mix up of, of uh, running backs. I think he's the play this week. I think that the um, the Falcons can beat the Jets any which way they want. They can go on the run. They can go. They can throw through the air. They can throw to Hooper. They can go to uh, any of their auxiliary receivers and Coleman. With the Bengals, I think it's more limited. And AJ's the guy if I'm if I'm spending up. Yeah, I, I think it's fine in GPPs if you swap them a little bit because yeah. we're going to have way higher ownership on AJ uh, on AJ Green. And, you know, Julio Jones still has monster, monster upside. Uh, and a couple other wide receivers I'm looking at um, out there in that game with Philadelphia. I think it depends on where you're playing. Alshon Jeffrey is cheap on FanDuel, eh, probably priced right on DraftKings. And then you got Nelson Aguilar. He's another guy. I mean, can he keep scoring touchdowns? I think it's like three or four weeks in a row he has one, Austin. Yeah, he scored three weeks in a row. Um, I, I think the tough question here is I feel like a lot of these Eagles players are appealing because of the matchup and the pricing feels a little light. You're not going to get all these guys into your cash lineup. It's like, what? which guys are you going to focus on? It sounds like 
you would focus on the passing game. I think I would go uh, Aguilar on DraftKings, Jeffrey on FanDuel. I think either of these guys could have a solid game here. And I think on DraftKings, Keenan Allen is uh, a lock and load this week. Uh, 7,300. I think that's too cheap against the Patriots. We'll talk about that matchup. And John, you kind of went into this already, but give me the full selling pitch on Josh Doxson as a 3K crapper that I can get behind. Well, I mean, you know, the Redskins drafted this guy, I think in the first or second round last year, he got hurt in the preseason, never got on the field. Uh, and, and you know, the, the word coming out of Washington this week, and you know, maybe it's been coming out for a while, and we've kind of seen it, is that they, they're not in love with Terrell Pryor and what he's brought to the table since coming over from Cleveland. Uh, and I'll admit, I'm kind of surprised by that. I thought he was going to be a better player here in this system, but he just hasn't worked out. And yet they love Doxon. And uh, this week, uh, Gruden, Coach Gruden has come on and said that, that we need to get Doxon more involved. Uh, he's 100% healthy for the first time since he's been here. And um, I think that what we're going to see this week is uh, a lot of involvement. Last week, he had five targets on limited snaps. He's gone over the past few weeks, 17, 19, and last week, he made his way up to 54 snaps against the Eagles. This week, going up against the Cowboys, uh, I think that he's a guy that we have to be focusing on, especially because, as you pointed out, Dan, he's way too cheap. He's underpriced for the type of upside and floor that he brings to the table on, a, on an otherwise kind of uh, tight week. I have to interrupt here and say that there may be some bias going on. The player's name is Doxon, and he's got two Doxon pillows behind him. <laughs> I think that, that there's a connection here and we can't trust this pick. I, I like that. Good, <laughs> good pick up there, Austin. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, it's early in the week for me to, to, to decide whether I'm going to jump on that. It is such a tight week on DraftKings. I think it's going to, you know, people are going to be begging for, for low-dollar guys, and he's probably going to be, a guy of probably be underowned in tournaments just because the own I don't like I don't like high ownership on guys that I don't think are particularly good. I don't think he's particularly a good player. Doesn't mean he doesn't get good opportunity, but I don't want to, you know, I'm fine being under the field on a guy like that. Um, I'm not usually fine being under the field on guys like AJ Green or Julio Jones or Ezekiel Elliott, those guys who are actually good players. Guys like him, I'm willing to usually kind of uh try and find some pivots elsewhere. Um, what, He's going to be what a top you... eight receiver this, this week in terms of ownership. So if that, oh. if that's what your gauge is, you're going to be fading him because he will be highly owned by the end of the week. The, the question is, where do you go for salary relief here? Right. I mean, <clears throat> on DraftKings, are you looking at a guy like Robbie Anderson for 4,200? Are you looking at uh, oh, for 4,000? Like, no, we're going to our next position. We're going to our next position, tight end, where we can roster two fair two tight ends because Which I swear I did last week, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the four K tight ends are better than the four K wide receivers. Yep. I mean, you've got you've got Jordan Reed on DraftKings at four K in that range. You've got Hunter Henry in that in that range. We've got Jason Witten in that range. Uh, I mean, all these guys are really cheap, and lo and behold. The true 3K crapper, because he is 3K, Tyler Croft. You know, I know 
he's had two he's you know the number one tight end two out of the last three weeks he's been spectacular we don't need you to be spectacular at 3k against the indianapolis colts anything can work austin there's your path to value yeah i agree and, and that's was my cash game lineup last week double tight end and it freed up a lot of cash at the other positions so uh, I like that call because I don't see a whole lot I like at receiver in the three and four thousands, but these tight end matchups look a lot better. John, which is your favorite one? If you, you know, you're not like me and you just play one tight end, who would it be this week? I, I, I mean, it, it, I'm deciding between two. We'll talk about them later, but I'm leaning towards Jason Witten, actually. I, I'm not a big uh a big Jason Witten fan traditionally, because I, I think he and I in a foot race would be very, very close. Uh, so yards after the catch are pretty much not happening. I, uh, I would have but, made fun of you if I didn't know that you're like this orange theory fitness God who is just, you know, <laughs> pushing pace beyond belief. So I'll, I'll actually say you might win that race. Okay. Well, what, whatever, whatever uh, orange theory has given me, I don't think it's given me much above uh, what Jason witness brings to the table. He's got great hands. And I, I really do think this matchup is excellent against Washington. Washington is ranked, uh, I'm going to say about fifth in the, in the league in terms of normalized strength of schedule against the tight end position. And um, I, I love the matchup here. Uh, I think that he's going to be heavily used in this game. So that's the guy I, I think I would go for in that, in that range. The old dad runner. Uh, let's go to uh, defense and special teams here, Austin. Uh, anything stand out to you at this one? Um, what you got? Uh, I like uh, Cincinnati against Indy. And uh, if you've got a little extra cash, Philly against San Francisco. Uh, I think Seattle at 3,200 on DraftKings feels a little low. Um, those are mostly kind of like cash game sort of considerations. Uh, I'm going to throw the uh, Saints out there as well against the Bears in, at home. Uh, I mean, Mitch Trubisky threw the ball seven times last week. Seven. I mean, think about that for a second. And they won the freaking game. He managed uh, it so well that he didn't need to do more. And you play to win the game. We know that. But seven passes. Uh, if they fall down early in this game, and they could, and Mitch Trubisky is going to be relied upon to complete passes to that group of receivers, uh, I think it could be a pretty good day for that Saints defense. So uh, another one I want for. All right, let's get some game flows here, John. Uh, you're the Cowboys fan. Uh, Dallas and Washington you've spoken pretty highly of uh, plays in this game. I'm guessing – this is uh, probably one of your favorite target spots if you're looking at game stack. Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be this week. Uh, you know, looking through these games, looking at the Vegas odds right now, the next highest t uh, total on the week uh, appears to be this uh, New England LA Chargers uh, game at 40, 48 and a half points, and um, that one looks to be a blowout at least according to um, at least according to Vegas, where uh, New England's a seven point favorite. So you can see, you can envision a scenario there. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you can envision a scenario where New England jumps out to a, uh, a, a quick two touchdown lead and maybe they try to sit on it. Um, whereas the, this, this Dallas and Washington game, it should be a slugfest, the traditional NFC East going back and forth, uh, just exchanging blows. I think we got two very good offenses here. Uh, Washington scored 24 points against uh, the, the, um, the Eagles on Monday night football the other night. And uh, we know Dallas is fresh off of that big victory, that 40-point um, score fest there in uh, San Francisco. 
this could be a great situation for just back and forth um, close game. And so um, I'm definitely going to be targeting uh, players from both sides of these, uh, these, these offenses. Uh, I want to talk San Francisco and Philly. We've talked a lot about guys on Philadelphia side of things, but San Francisco uh, is clearly going to probably be trailing in this one. And there was a big injury for Philadelphia on Monday night, Jordan Hicks, the linebacker they're down, I think two of their starting linebackers from the start of the year. So uh, is there, but we haven't mentioned a single player from San Francisco. I mean, is there anything there, Austin, that might interest you on the San Francisco side to run back with maybe some of these Philly players and, and try and get some back and forth? Yeah, I mean, Philly allows the third most normalized fantasy points to wide receivers, so they are not exactly tough against the receiver. The problem is, is you've got to count on C.J. Beathard throwing the ball to these receivers, uh, which is a bit of a stretch. Uh, I think if you're going to go with a guy here, I would be cautious about going with Goodwin. He's got some uh, health issues this week. It's, you know, keep an eye on the injury reports there. I'd probably go with Garcon, but I don't feel good about it. I think this is a total fade. Like it, the matchup is so tasty, but I think it's a fade. John, you gave a cackle. I mean, I, I, I agree with him. Bethard is the big question there. I, I feel like uh, this looks like a blowout to me, but um, you, you, you've got to, you've got to, you've at least got to consider a guy like Garcon. He's got a great matchup. I'll talk about in just a few minutes. He's got a great, matchup and in even if it's all fourth quarter points i'll take it they all count the same whether they come early or they come late yeah i mean this is you know if there's ever a letdown spot for for philly this would be it i mean they won on monday night short week and i mean i'm not saying it's gonna happen i'm just saying it's not an impossibility plus it's the nfl you don't know every single week Something crazy happens. Uh, all right, let's get to these wide receiver cornerback matchups. John, let's take us through the uh, ones we want to target first. Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot this week. Uh, you know, I maybe not go through as many as I traditionally do, but, uh, you know, both of these uh, Philadelphia Eagles receivers have excellent matchups this week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, we talked about him already, goes up against Quan Williams out of the slot. Quan Williams, 108 out of 109 over there, pro football focus, allowing one reception every 5.7 coverage snaps, which is uh, one of the worst in the league. And Aguilar has 20 targets over the past three weeks, is second only to Zach Ertz. And this is something we didn't talk about, and I'm almost uh, ashamed I didn't make this my fool's gold prediction this week, but Zach Ertz is going up against uh, San Francisco's linebacking slash uh, safety core there. They've been really good against the, uh, against the tight end position this season. They're second best against tight ends. So maybe that means there's some overflow coverage to these wide receivers, those being Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey, who has the best matchup he's had all season going up against Dante Johnson. Dante Johnson, quarterback rating when thrown into his coverage is about 110. And, uh, you know, as I said, Alshon's gone up against Casey Hayward. He's gone against uh, Josh Norman, uh, Patrick Peterson, Janoris Jenkins. And he's even matched up a little bit against uh, Marcus Peters there in Kansas City. This is the best matchup he's had all season. And I suspect he gets into the end zone. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Pierre Garçon, we just talked about him. He goes up against Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills allowed more receptions than any other cornerback in coverage this season. 41 receptions through the first seven weeks. Targeted every five coverage snaps 
The, the game script here is perfect, as we talked about a few moments ago. The biggest question here is whether or not we can trust C.J. Beathard to get him the ball in open space. Outside of that, I think you could love both Carolina wide receivers this week. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin looks like a great, like he's in a great spot. Devin Funches is also in a good spot. Um, they're going up against Tampa Bay. Um, using uh, Austin's uh, normalized, normalized strength of schedule tool, Tampa Bay allows 51% above the league average to the wide receiver position in terms of fantasy points per game. These defensive backs, all three of them for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, rank in the bottom half of pro football focus coverage. And I, the interesting thing, they get inside the red zone. They're all outsized by Funches and Benjamin by at least six inches and in some cases up to eight inches. I think that's a huge differentiator when we start talking about uh, red zone opportunities. If you're playing that, that Thursday to Monday slate there on DraftKings or FanDuel, Kyle Rudolph, um, great spot against the Cleveland secondary that allows so many points to uh, the tight end position. Uh, we didn't even talk about how banged up this uh, Cleveland defense is. They're going to be without Miles Garrett this week. He didn't even take the trip. Um, uh, Jason McCourty, uh, one of the best uh, cornerbacks in the league, is not is not going to play either. I think that that benefits all of those uh, those Minnesota Vikings receivers. And um, I think I'll stop there. I've got I've got a lot more. I think there's some great options this week in terms of avoid. Brandon Cooks going to be shattered by Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward uh, shut down, I believe it was Demarius Thomas last week. He, he looks like he's back onto his, uh, onto his juju. And speaking of juju, juju is going to be covered by uh, Quandre Diggs, as we talked about earlier in the show. And then the last guy, I won't say that, he's, uh, that this is a, a reason to completely fade him, but Antonio Brown will, be, will see shadow coverage on Sunday Night Football by Darius Slay. And Darius Slay, as we know, is one of the better cornerbacks in the league. And maybe that's a reason not to pay that high salary on Sunday night. Well, take a deep breath and know that, uh, you know, you said, uh, I wish I would have used him for fool's gold without even looking at who I had on our sheet for fool's gold, because that's our next segment. And lo and behold, I had Zach Ertz. So well, don't worry about it. Oh, there's nothing to talk about. You just explained everything. Like, <laughs> broke the whole thing down. The one thing I'll add, though, is the context of it's just a really poor roster build to spend that price on him this week because he's really gotten juiced up, rightfully so. Um, but I, I cannot find the justification for doing that. I think he, if he scores two touchdowns, you know, you're laughing, you know, all the way to the bank. But that's still a really tough thing to kind of predict to happen. So I think he needs to score two touchdowns to make it worthwhile. I don't want to uh, make that bet that it's going to happen. So uh, I'm off of him. My bounce back this week, I love Keenan Allen here against um, uh, in this matchup versus uh, the New England Patriots. I mean, he's had three consecutive games under 10 fantasy points. Uh, the, the game script's going to set up perfect for him. There's going to be a lot of garbage time here. And I actually think Rivers to Keenan Allen throwing some Hunter Henry is super intriguing outside of Matt Ryan, which I still can't explain. Everybody has gotten off against this Patriots defense. Maybe they're getting better. Maybe they're getting coached up a little bit. Um, maybe they were unprepared to start the year. I don't know, but I'm not necessarily, you know, buying a revival here. Uh, I think this is a sneaky spot here for um, a San Diego offense, which has moved the ball well. And, you know, last week was a huge game for the Patriots. You know, Monday night or Sunday night football, 
Uh, rematch of the Super Bowl, huge letdown spot here. So uh, I think Keenan Allen in San Diego is my bounce back. Okay, Austin. Um, uh, my fool's gold is Jameis Winston. Uh, he had a big game last week, but they're facing Carolina this week, uh, which is only allowing an average of 200 passing yards a game and only 1.4 passing touchdowns per game. Uh, so I don't see Winston having a big game here. It's a pretty low implied team total, 24 points, only two point favorites. I don't, I don't like, uh, many of the, uh, Buccaneers this week. For bounce back, uh, I'm going to go back to that same Patriots game and say Melvin Gordon has a big bounce back this week. He had a terrible game last week against Denver. And uh, this week, uh, New England is going to be without – already ruled out their linebacker, uh, Donta Hightower, has been ruled out for week eight with a shoulder injury. And so I think that's a big deal for their run-stopping ability. And they're already struggling with stopping the run. So – uh, especially like Gordon on FanDuel, where he's uh, priced a little bit better this week. Yeah, and he's he's going to be really low owned because I think most people, even on DraftKings, will look at that number and be like, "Yeah, I'll just go up and get one of the studs for a little bit more." You know, get a LeSean McCoy. Uh, but you know, this I'm with you. This New England defense is not good, and uh, Gordon really struggles against I think good defenses, bad defenses like this. I think he can do well. I'm with you. Okay, John, what you got? I like both of your calls, by the way. I think they're I think they're both spot on. My fool's gold prediction this week uh, is Joe Nixon against Indianapolis. I think he looked great last week in the first half. Uh, we we talked about this a little bit, but then he went on and um, he you know he's a rookie. He's got to earn his he's got to earn his stripes, and he's out there um, he's out there bad mouthing uh, Coach Lewis and saying he should have been uh, you know he should be getting levy on bell work because of the type of production he had in the first half and. And uh, that didn't sit well with uh, Marvin Lewis. I would not be surprised to see Lewis give him uh, another dose of what he had last week, despite the great matchup here. I I think that a lot of people are going to be chasing the value that we've been talking about chasing in this show. And they could be, uh, they could be regretting it come Sunday night. uh, If Mixon gets uh, maybe 12 to 15 touches at most Uh, in terms of bounce back week, I love Cam Newton this week, Uh, Cam Newton, Going against Tampa Bay, they've allowed half of the opposing quarterbacks to throw for 300 yards. They haven't allowed one quarterback to throw for less than 268 yards. And let's talk about this list. Tyrod Taylor, Carson Palmer, we'll give you Brady. Okay, so Brady, Eli Manning, Case Keenum, and Mike Glennon. If you don't think that Cam Newton can do that against this same secondary, I don't know what to say. And let's not forget that they've got Jonathan Stewart running out of the backfield. I love Cam Newton this week. I think it's a perfect spot for him to bounce back. All right. Let's get to our final segment, Who You Got? And uh, I'm going to make this GPP. Because I think in cash games, it's a little bit easier. But GPP, who do you got on DraftKings? Dak or Wentz? Only 100 bucks apart. What you got, Austin? Uh, I would go with uh, Prescott and GPPs. I think mostly because of the ownership. I think more people are going to be owning Wentz against San Francisco. What do you think, John? Yeah, I, I've got Wentz in my notes here, but if you're going to make a GPP because of ownership, I think game strategy dictates you have to go with Dak. Uh, I don't think Wentz is going to be as highly owned on DraftKings as you guys make him out to be. But I still don't think that doesn't that makes him the right answer here. I just think he's got limited upside in this game uh, versus Dak, who could get in that back and forth shootout. Game flow could really be in his favor there. Uh, I'm giving going with Dak as well. All right, 
cheap DraftKings quarterback. Cousins, Rivers, or Winston? I'm taking Rivers, but I like Cousins. What do you guys got? Uh, I got Cousins for cash and Rivers for GPP. I've got Cousins. I think uh, Dallas, as we already talked about, pretty bad against the pass, 31st overall, and uh, close game, high total, and their best running back is also a pass catcher. So I, I think it's uh, Cousins here. Well, you know what? So is uh, Philip Rivers. No, I guess not. I can't say that. Pretty good. But Melvin Gordon will catch a lot of balls. Uh, but that is it. We got to get out of here, uh, boys and girls. We've got the DFS pick six. Coming up next with the guys from Roto World, uh, Evan Silva. You've got Rich Rebar and, of course, our own Eric Crane. So stay tuned for those guys. Make sure you find us on the Roto Grinders, uh, Roto Grinders podcast feed. And until next week, John and Austin, I'm Dan. Good luck this week, eight. We'll see you.